You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. Hey, what's going on, guys? Ivan Simmental, your host of the Mortgage Reports Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about is buying the most expensive house that you can afford a good investment? But before that, hit that like and subscribe button. And of course, if you find value in what I'm saying, share this with a family member, with a friend, somebody that needs to hear this, a coworker. Let's dive into this week's episode. We, we kind of talked about this in previous episodes. I don't know, I remember which episode it was, but we talked about being house. And I'm gonna give you seven reasons why I don't think it is a good idea to buy the most expensive house that you can afford. The most important one is being house poor. But before we talk about being house poor, of course, you want to max out your pre-approval and you want to get the most expensive, prettiest house that you can afford. But let's delay that instant gratification and let's really map out the next five to 10 years. And this is when you need to get with a solid realtor, a solid loan officer to really map out your plan and map out what's going to happen and what they should recommend for you, right? Based off of your specific goals. So being house poor, This is living paycheck to paycheck to afford that beautiful house. Should you do this? No, because then you don't get to save. You don't get to live life. You don't get to really do the things that you enjoy. But the most important thing is things come up, right? So number one, you need to set goals. What is your plan with this home? Why do you want to buy the most expensive house? And this is why I recommend not to, because then it really doesn't allow you to hit your goals uh, in buying the most expensive house, whether it's saving, whether it's uh, you know going on vacations, or whether it's improving the house. You're going to be living paycheck to paycheck. So how are you going to get money to fix this? Are you going to take out another loan, set you back? So that's number one, set goals and, and stick to them. This is why I don't think that you should buy the most expensive house. And number two, you might need to pay for private mortgage insurance or mortgage insurance. So remember, additional payment on top of your mortgage. Of course, this is all included, but still, you have to account for this and you have to remember that this is going to be on there until you gain 20% equity in the house. So you'll need to be at 80% loan to value. So keep this in mind. That is uh, an extra expense that you might have for two years, three years, four years. We don't know because we don't know how fast your house is going to appreciate. And number three, you'll need to factor in furniture. You'll need to factor in appliances. These aren't cheap. We just purchased a couch and it was about 3,400 bucks, but of course I'm not the maximum that I can afford for a house. Um, so that was expensive. We had to buy a new fridge, which is, which was 1500 bucks. We had to buy a new stove. So it, it really does add up at the end of the day. I think it was like $10,000 that we spent just on furniture and appliances and we didn't even go all out. Uh, we tried to save as much money as possible with what we purchased. Um, so keep that in mind that this is an extra added expense that you might not be able to do if you're living paycheck to paycheck because you wanted to max out your pre-approval. Number four, costly repairs can happen. What are some costly repairs that can happen? Well, when we purchased our first house, the AC went out and that by itself was $8,000 that we had to pay to repair the AC. What else can happen? Plumbing can need to be fixed. The AC, as I mentioned, the irrigation, you might hit a pipe and you know that needs to be fixed. So whatever it is, costly repairs can happen. You might have a leak in one of your restrooms. You might need new flooring because it's rotted or you know new carpet because it's just smells disgusting. So 
Keep in mind that there might be some costly repairs that you will need to pay for, and you can't do that if you're maxed out on your, your pre-approved amount or you purchase the maximum that you're allowed to purchase based off of your debt to income ratio. And number five, you're gonna want to remember that you're gonna need to save for your retirement or you're gonna need to save money for the rainy day that you might, you know, the rainy day fund uh, or the emergency fund, whatever you wanna call it. And if you're living paycheck to paycheck, how are you going to put money or a significant amount of money into these funds, whether it's retirement, whether it's investments, whether it's the rainy day fund or the emergency fund? Keep in mind, those are things that are going to come up. Number six, it is simply not worth the stress. When I was younger, I made a mistake and I purchased a expensive car. And literally, I was working just to pay for that car. I couldn't really go out to eat or hang out with friends because it was very, very stressful because I needed to save or I needed to make sure that I had enough to make that expensive car payment. So these are the stresses that can be added to you if you're maxed out on your debt to income ratio and you're really um, leaving yourself in a stressful situation where you have to worry or make sure you're penny pinching or borrowing or getting a roommate that you don't want to have to get, but you have to get now, you know, extra added stress is on. It's just, it's just not a, a good place. And the last one is like, I, like I touched on it before, you don't want to be house poor. Uh, what is being house poor? You're living essentially just to make the payment on that house. But of course your situation might be different and you might be in a different place, but I've seen it where I've had clients who really want to push uh, the limit on their uh, purchase price and really want to get or max out what they can afford. And I have a conversation with them uh, a year later and they're like, man, we wish we would have went with a lower payment uh, because of X, Y, and Z. So this is why I think you should be a little bit cautious when you're maxing out that debt to income ratio or when you're maxing out your pre-approved amount from that lender. Uh, make sure that you have an action plan. But of course, like I mentioned in other episodes, if you have people that are going to move in with you and that are going to help cover that cost, then by all means, go for it, right? But now you need to make sure that they're going to stay in there for the long haul or until your plan uh, sees itself out, whether, whether that's a year, two years, or five years, you need to make sure that you're always going to have somebody in that house that's going to be helping you with rent. So guys, I hope you found this episode uh, informative. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts. 